Welcome, everybody, to the 11th episode of the Salsia Art Podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm the guy behind the Salsia Art Instagram, which is the inspiration for this. But don't worry, this is not a podcast about Instagram or my art, so that's not going to happen. Don't worry about it. Uh, this is more if you're like a geek like me, and that's all into like comic books and video games and movies and TV, music, uh, just entertainment in general. Uh, my whole thing is, you know, anything that tells a good story, I'm a fan of. Um, and in regards to that song that you just heard, I have a an ongoing challenge for myself, which is just to make a new theme song every week. I was hoping to have some kind of lyrics to it. I just didn't have time uh, just because spring break is coming, and I have small children. And the last thing you want to do on spring break with small children is to be alone with them all week. So we've been planning a vacation to go get the hell out of the house and keep them out and keep them entertained. And if you have small children, you know what that's like. You you would think that like with all the cool things that are around in the world and all the cool toys you probably got them, they'd find some way to keep themselves busy. No, you keep them in the house long enough, they're going to tear each other apart or tear the house apart. Or if you got pets, God help the pets. Um, but anyway, moving on. We're going to go right on to all these different topics. Um, the first thing is the news. One of the things that happened last week after I ended recording the uh, podcast, which was all about like you know favorite female fe- favorite female TV leads and stuff, uh, or TV led or female led shows. So if you want to check that out, as soon as I ended recording that, there was a great news story regarding James Gunn being reinstated as the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And I can't tell you how excited I am about that because I loved 1 and 2. It really blew me away. I remember when the first Guardians of the Galaxy was announced uh, prior to trailers, even a little bit after the trailer, I was like, this might be the first flop that Marvel has. I mean, I know like a lot of people aren't fans of Thor The Dark World or Iron Man 2. Uh, but this one I thought was actually going to perform worse. And then as more and more things came out, you realize, like, they found a way to make these characters no one heard of so goddamn fun and interesting and make them sort of this dysfunctional family. And then in part two, you know, they just kind of got further into that um, and really kind of solidified how the family works and stuff. Um, and I just can't wait to see what he does in, in three uh, what's even cooler is the fact that James Gunn is now clearly a man that walks between two worlds. And by that, I mean he's directing something for the MCU, and he's also going to be directing a DC film, which he's still doing, Suicide Squad. And I'm very interested to see what he does because it's not a sequel. That's what's great. Um, Suicide Squad, I enjoyed parts of it, but all overall, like I just did not really dig it. It just, ugh. The villain sucked. The plot was fairly generic. I it was kind of confusing at points. Just not a fan. Um, so it's kind of cool to see him start from scratch, and hopefully he'll find a way to make us really care about these characters. Because in all honesty, as they were dying, like I didn't really care. Like it, I mean, it sucked. There's certain characters I was like, oh, I like this character. Um, like the fire guy, can't remember his name, which is not a good sign. But I remember when he died, I was like, fuck, I like this guy. That sucks. I mean, he's one of the few Hispanic guys and stuff, and he was trying to do good. I don't know. Felt bad for him. But it's going to be very interesting to see what his take is. I know they've already recast Will Smith's uh, Will Smith's Deadshot with Idris Elba, which is, you know, great, but I would much rather see him as um, as Jon Stewart, you know, one, the one of the Green Lanterns. So I guess that's not happening. That sucks. But um, I don't know if Margot Robbie's going to be, uh, her role will be recast. No idea. Um, but I'm very excited to see exactly what it is they do. Um, another thing that happened recently is the trailer for the next Avengers movie, Endgame. 
And it, what's nice is it doesn't reveal too much. We're not seeing Spider-Man suddenly, re, you know, resurrected or anything. Although, I, you know, part of me would love to see that. I know it's coming. But um, the trailer, it shows just enough to really just get you hyped. Whoever cut it did a fantastic job. And I, you know, obviously I can't wait to see it. I told my wife last night that the movie's going to be three hours. And she just had this look of complete horror. Like, who would sit through three hours of a movie and... Fuck you and me and a bunch of your friends, I'm sure. Like, you know, we've spent over 10 years watching these movies and getting invested and loving these characters. Hell yeah, we're going to sit through three hours of it. And as long as it doesn't do what Lord of the Rings did at the end, where it's just a whole lot of ending. Uh, like, you know, it's it's nice to get a little bit of a bow at the end, but Jesus, we don't need to know what everybody did. Um, but yeah, very excited to see what happens in that. Um, I'm not going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. You've probably seen it, but just in case, I'm not really going to go too far into it. A uh, little bit of bad news for me, at least, in terms of entertainment. Uh, the show that I said, you know, hey, everyone should go check it out. It's really good. Um, One Day at a Time has been canceled by Netflix. And what they basically were saying was like, oh, we didn't get enough viewers. And that's super disappointing. And what's great was the comment section just went off on Netflix for saying, you didn't market it. You hardly marketed it at all. We had no idea. Like, even my wife had commented something like, I didn't know the next season was coming until I got an email the day of. And that's one of the problems. And people were saying, like, look, you're promoting all these other shows, like, you know, Sabrina and 13 Reasons Why and... um, I don't know, basically, like, all these other just, like, teen shows and stuff, even Riverdale, which is not a Netflix original, that they promote like crazy, and it, to them, it was kind of heartbreaking to see, like, all these other shows getting promoted, and their own, this one that speaks to so, to apparently a lot of people who makes, it, they felt very passionate about, just axed, gone, and, you know, if you feel bad for the actors and the writers and the directors, all of them just out of a job, you know, and they were doing a fantastic job making the, the the show and it was interesting to see the comments being you know seeing people be like look this is the first time i've ever seen someone like me um anyone that was like gay or hispanic or even like you know cuban and stuff and just being like i've never seen that before and it was great to see representation representation of like ptsd of of um having to deal with alcoholism um having to deal with your kid doing drugs all in a sitcom while still remaining you know pretty damn funny and but still retaining so much heart too and it's heartbreaking to see that uh, that series go. Um, I, and people are petitioning on Hulu when they post to please pick it up. I hope someone picks it up. It's just, it's a really great show. It's got a lot of heart. The writing's fantastic. It was very cool to see this this family, you know, kind of grow and learn and stuff and kind of find themselves. Um, and, and for my family in particular, uh, the grandma in the series really resonated with my wife because that's basically her grandma it's just someone that's very fabulous and very she's very confident um but deservedly so you know um so yeah it's that was just really hard news um oh uh and exciting news uh if you're an artist like me or you're someone that likes comic books there was the prime cast which i said unfortunately you know is coming to an end it's, it's as far as I know, I think there might be one more episode left. Um, Justin Prime, who was the guy behind it, it's a very talented guy, award-winning comic book creator, uh, has decided to go into more of what his profession actually is, which is therapy. And he's doing the Polyvagal podcast. And that's more about how, um, how we deal with, tr- with uh, you know, trauma 
and just the psychology behind it. Um, there's there's a lot more to it. I'm way oversimplifying it, but it's actually a really great podcast. Even if you're someone that's not really into therapy, if you listen to at least the first one, Justin does such a fantastic job of explaining it in a way where anyone can go and grasp the concepts of it, and um, and it, it can make it really relatable. Where you're you know you're hearing this and you're asking yourself like, when have I done this? When have I felt this way? Um, he talks about the different stages of how we react when things when we feel like we might be in danger. Um, there's a head, heart, and gut reaction, and also you know, there's the fight or flight. Um, just he goes far more into it. I'm not going to go too far into it because I prefer, pre- would prefer if you actually checked out it checked it out yourself. And it's honestly it's it's actually very fascinating. So Justin ended that. And one of the things that he would do um, when he was doing the Primecast was a thing called Spats Crew with Bob Q, also known as uh, King of Masters, uh, King of Smaster. <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't getting that right. Um, and it was one of the most fun, goddamn informative, ed- educational podcasts as an artist I've ever heard. And it was, just, it was a lot of fun listening to him and Bob go back and forth. And Bob has this fantastic and infectious energy to him um, when he's talking. And he's funny as hell. So, you know, he was posting art on Instagram, and I had commented on one of the pieces like, hey, Spats Crew's over. There is a hole left in my Mondays where I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. Is there any chance you might be interested in maybe doing your own podcast? And he responded really positively. He's like, you know, I really hadn't thought about that. Let me put some feelers out. And so he goes and asks his followers on Twitter and Instagram um, you know, hey, would anyone be interested in a podcast, you know, with just me, where I answer comic book questions, and he, apparently he got a fantastic um, reaction to it, where he's announced that, yes, it's going to happen, he's going to do it, um, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, I know Bobcast is part of it, um, but I, it's one of the things I am so looking forward to, it's uh, the way that, you know, you look forward to a favorite show, or maybe like, that feeling of when you heard like a certain show was being was coming back after being canceled, that's how I feel. It's like a spinoff um, with one of your favorite characters, and it just it shows so much promise. So when that thing's released, I'm gonna let you guys know. Um, I'll be posting it on Instagram. Like, hey, it's out. Check it out. I mean, even if you're not an artist, just listening to Bob talk is just funny as hell. And he's already on another podcast, which is Booze and Brews. I or brews and booze, one of the two, where he, which is with uh, him, his wife, and his wife's friend, where they talk about like haunted places, um, haunt and like ghost stories in America and stuff, and they're also drinking beer at the same time, and it's just raunchy and it's hysterical, and it will give you somewhat of a taste of like who Bob is. So definitely check that out. Um, all right, normally with the, every week I try and have some sort of a topic. Something that where I can really kind of do a deep dive. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, time isn't on my side. Even right now, this is going to be an abbreviated episode uh, just because I did a mad dash to clean the house to find the time to sit down and do this while relaxed. Because uh, a lot of times, like, I'll do this first and then I'll rush to clean, and that's never good. Anyway, um, normally I try and have a topic to talk about. Um, you know, last time was like, oh, the t- female led TV shows that are my top 10. Prior to that, uh, was why feminism and diversity is important in media and in storytelling. Um, and also the realization that I think this podcast is going to focus more on storytelling, what makes a good story, you know, stories that maybe have changed people. Um, so I'm going to throw out some topics out there. If you hear one that you want to hear more of, let me know. Um, one of them was stories that changed your life. 
Maybe there's a comic that you read or a movie you watched and it made you rethink your whole philosophy on something. Maybe it changed how you act, you know, in your day-to-day life. Um, I know we've all had some sort of movie or comic or TV show or even a book that we read that totally changed how we look at things. Like for me, um, All Quiet on the Western Front completely changed exactly what I felt about war. Um, You know, as a kid, especially like, you know, a kid of the 80s and stuff, growing up with G.I. Joe and stuff, uh, war is glorified, going to be a soldier is glorified. And, you know, being a soldier is a very noble profession. Um, but All Quiet on the Western Front really kind of showed me that there's, you know, horror to war, you know. I read it, I think, when I was like 15. I didn't really have any kind of concept of exactly what war is like, and then I read that book, and it just made me realize, like, I, war is not for me. Um, it's, it's weird to think, to look back and realize just how naive I was as a kid, but that it was really an eye-opening book for me, um. But yeah, that's one of the, one of the uh, topics I was considering maybe for one of these upcoming podcasts. Uh, another one was I'd love to hear your guys' ideas um, of like an all-black cast for the DC Cinematic Universe. And um, one of the reasons I'm saying that is because, you know, on Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard's podcast, Fat Men Beyond, they've talked about like, oh, you know, um, what if we were to have, I can't remember who it was, um, but cast as Superman. Um and I was like, oh, you know, that'd be pretty cool. And they were talking about, like, Idris Elba as Batman. Um, that's, that's another possibility. I was like, dude, I would watch the hell out of that. And made me think, who, what if they decided, like, what if there's some alternate universe where it's just an all-black cast? Who would they have? Who would be Wonder Woman? Who would be Batman? Who would be Flash? You know, and there's a ton of talented uh, black actors out there, too. And it'd be very interesting. And, and it also made me think, like, oh, who would be, the, who would be a great Joker? You know? You know, and I was like, Kevin Hart, eh, I don't know, Dave Chappelle would be somewhat interesting. Um, but that's something I might pose later on, and especially if people are interested, I'd love to know what people's opinions are, who they would cast. Um, and it's it's just a fun idea. I love the idea of alternate takes. So uh, another idea was um, representation. Uh, one of the things I asked this week, unfortunately I didn't get much of a, a response, was has there ever been a movie or any kind of media that you felt that helped you feel represented you know for some people like myself uh coco was a lot of was um it was a lot of fun to watch and see a lot of the culture i grew up with um on the screen there was people that you know that they had on the movie that was like damn that looks like my uncle shoot that looks like my aunt that looks like my grandma they act like they sound like them they say things like them it was all it was uh it really got to me um, especially near the end, because, um, you know, not only am I Hispanic, but my grandmother, uh, near the end, she didn't know who a lot of us were. Like, she really kind of became, um, I guess, senile. And one of the last times I saw her, it was my wife and I and our, our son. It was just three of us. And she mistook me for my dad and my, I think my wife and son for my mom and me. And so when, at the end of Coco, when you see the grandma remembering and coming, sort of coming back into the world and becoming aware again, that almost broke me because I know that feeling of, you know, your grandma, she's there, but she's not. And uh, and that moment where a song brings her back, you know, in my family, music is huge. Almost all my uncles play, I play, my brother plays, a lot of my cousins sing or play instruments. Um, to have music be the the factor that brings her back that really got to me. And it's very hard to watch that scene without welling up in tears or wanting to call my other grandma that's still with us. 
Um, so I asked that because I want to know more about, you know, the people listening. And I think everybody has something that they have to share. So, yeah, that's one of the topics I was considering. I'll, I'll probably still do it in the end because there's other things. Like, I felt like, for me, um, super bad. The... <laughs> The convenience store scene is probably, for me, the most realistic scene I've ever seen in a movie in regards to two dudes just talking and just <laughs> uh, just the very fact that, like, as Seth throws up um, what he wants to buy, he asks Evan to pay for it. That was fucking me and my best friend. I was uh, Seth being like, hey, you got this, right? You can cap it for me. Um, and all the raunchy talk about chicks and stuff, that was 100% relatable. Um, but, yeah, that's another topic I might bring up. Um, and then the last thing, my wife sent me a topic I might uh, want to do, and I was like, this is a genius topic. She said it to me last night, and I didn't have time to develop it, and it was basically like people that found what they were meant to do at different ages. And it talk she wanted me to look into, like, you know, people that maybe found it later in life, like Stan Lee, you know, he didn't really become Stan Lee until he was in his 40s. Or Stephen King, who had, you know, a career struggling you know, as a teacher for a long time, and when he finally did get his big break in, um, he was actually older, but then there are people that discover what they're meant to do at a younger age, and, um, you know, those, those were just the, the examples I could think off the top of my head, but if I'm going to do that topic, I'd really want to do some research into people that found, found their purpose and what they were meant to do, and I think it's super relatable, you know, we all feel like there's something we're meant to do, for some of us telling stories, for other people it's working with their hands and creating something, or fixing something, or saving a life, like my buddy, uh, Justin, who just became an EMT, congratulations, Justin, I'm sure you don't listen to this, but, um, it's a very noble thing to go into, so, those are just, uh, some of the topic ideas, uh, another thing I asked, um, on Instagram was if anyone's working on something that they want to get a shout out. Uh, there was one person that hit me up, a buddy that has, we've been uh, Instagram buddies for a long time. Uh, his name's Jack and he's, he's let's crash this parade on Instagram as well as YouTube. And the name alone to me is like one of the best unused pop punk band songs I've ever heard. Where I'm like, Oh my God, I would totally listen to a band like that. And ironically, uh, Jack is also a musician. Um, if you go on his, his Instagram, he'll have videos of himself playing songs and doing covers and stuff. He's great, man. Um, the dude's an artist as well, which makes you know another reason where I relate to the guy. He's got fantastic art that he's done, which I think you should really check out. Um, but what he wanted me to give a shout out to or kind of um, let people know about was that he's got this YouTube channel that's all about film and critique. And I listened to probably an hour's worth of content, and I goddamn loved it. It's so fun to listen to his his opinions on things, even if I don't necessarily always agree. Um, his video on the five films that pissed him off in 2018 um, was very interesting. He hated, he just, he, Ray Player 1 just absolutely pissed him off. And for me, I thought it was entertaining, so uh, um, I read the book, I loved the book. Um, the movie I thought was good, but... Um, that's one of the areas we disagree on, but a lot of things, he made some great points. His thing on Christmas movies was hilarious and made me rethink Christmas movies. Um, but he's also got these essays on there that really made me rethink the whole writing process. Um, he does, he just did a great job of dissecting, like, what makes a good movie? What makes a good horror movie? What makes a good action movie? What's missing? Um, just a really smart guy and it's really weird to see him talk about this stuff because you expect him to be a filmmaker or at least a budding filmmaker or a writer or something and he said he even says like i'm not a filmmaker i just love film and these are my opinions and um 
don't know, the guy, he, he's dissected him in a way where I'm like, it's amazing he's not because he seems to understand how films work and how to, how to make a good film. Um, so, Jack, I'm sure you're listening. Um, I'm, I, I kind of want to encourage you to almost like write something. I mean, like a comic, because you know how a good story is supposed to go. So I, I want to see that. Um, yeah, the whole reason for the shadow thing, honestly, is because I want to encourage people. Um, the same way Kevin Smith does. For me, it's a little bit selfish. Um, you know, there's two. The, the reason is twofold. Number one is I want to be kind of like Kevin Smith, follow his lead, encourage people, and be like, hey, make some stuff. The second reason, and that that's the more selfish reason, is that I want more content. Give me more content. Give me more stories. Give me... I just, you know, give me more stuff to consume to really kind of fall into. And, and especially, like, if I know the person that's making this stuff, it's even more interesting. Um, my buddy Chris, he sent me a script to kind of look over. He's a filmmaker. And it was kind of cool to be able to to read something that he created with a friend. And kind of, um, number one, it was cool because I got to be entertained and read the script and entertain. You know, I was entertained for, like, two hours, which is awesome. And it was also cool to kind of... Because when you read something someone wrote, you get a better idea of who they are. Um, there might be layers to them you might not have expected. And with with uh, Chris's script that he had sent me, um, I learned a lot about him that I didn't know. And as I got to actually sit down and discuss it with him, uh, I led to some great conversations. And I was like, oh, you know, I can open about, up about certain things and he can relate. And I had no idea. And which is weird because we've been friends for like 14 years or something. Um, but yeah, that's why I encourage people. I want to, you know, see more content out there. I want I want to be able to, you know, have more things to consume. And who knows, maybe I'll get some <laughs> something free out of it or something. Maybe they'll send me a free copy. Or even cooler, maybe there's some sort of cameo thing or they can, I don't know. Selfish reasons. Totally selfish reasons. Um, all right. Like I said, this is going to be an abbreviated episode. I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. Um, before I do, I want to say thanks to uh, JK underscore Inc., my buddy in Melbourne. He's also part of the um, Primecast Discord group that we're in. Where you know, it's like if you're not familiar with it, uh, the Discord group I'm in, it's a bunch of budding um, comic book writers and artists and stuff. We're all there together, help each other, get share resources, do critiques and stuff. If you're interested, uh, hit me up on Instagram. I can see about uh, getting you in. Um, it's a very encouraging group. It's a lot of fun. Really great guys in there. Uh, Justin's in there and stuff. Um, but uh, he, yeah, JK Inc. sent me some great messages. He lists, He's listened to the podcast and stuff and let me know like what he likes, uh, what, how he thinks I can improve and stuff. And I really appreciate all that. So thanks to him. Um, ironically, <clears throat> both Jack from Let's Crash This Parade and JK Inc. are in Australia. So hi to you guys. It's kind of cool that um, both my... Both the guys that encouraged me this week are uh, pretty far away, but I don't know. I've always wanted to visit Australia. It seems like a cool place. Everyone I've played with, like on Xbox Live, that's been from like Australia or Canada or like Denmark, for some reason, those three places have like the best people to play online games with. They're just a lot of fun and super nice. And um, I don't know. The US is just apparently filled with angry, racist little kids on Xbox Live. So. But yeah, anyway, shout out to those guys. Thank you guys for listening, and hopefully you guys had fun. And yeah, just let me know if there's anything else you want to hear. And have a good one. Go create.